Well, it, uh, first of all, let me just say it's a, it's a delight to be here with you that are here and those of you who are watching uh, on the podcast. And uh, so hello to all of you here and hello to all of you there. Um, I'd like to start with reading a couple passages of scripture. Hello there from University Village. Um, I'd like to read, a, first of all, a very familiar psalm. But listen carefully uh, to the words of the psalmist, uh, especially in the middle of it, because it speaks directly to us, I think, today. So he begins, the Lord is my sh shall not want. He makes me lie down in green I don't know. How about you cancel that? And that is, you're just adjusting back there? Okay. All right. Please take that. Okay. All right. We'll try the 20 one more time. Leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path for his name's sake. Even though, now listen carefully, even though in your staff and comfort me. You prepare it me in the present shall follow all the days of my life and I shall live forever here we can just turn this off So the second passage of scripture I'd like to read this morning for you uh, is out of 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter 1, verse 3, I'm sorry. Peter says this, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is that will never perish, never spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation. Born into So this morning, I want to talk about this great word, hope. So let's pray together and ask God's presence and spirit to meet us here where we are. Lord Jesus Christ, we come this morning 
Lord, it seems like the life around us has gone crazy. And so, Lord, we, we come this morning with this great desire to, to have an anchor for our souls, an anchor for our lives. And so, Lord, we ask that you would take uh, the message that you have for us this morning and, and write it on our hearts, write it deep into our lives so that as we walk away this morning, we might walk away with a hope that's anchored in you, born anew into a living hope because you are a living God. So, Father, we come this morning needing your presence, needing you, and asking that you would meet us here this morning by the power of your spirit. In Christ's holy name, amen. So, um, as I said, I want to talk this morning about hope. Um, and it is indeed nice to be with you all. I don't see Kenny here. Maybe she's on doing watching online. But I want to say thank you to Kenny. She is, OK. Um, who usually sits right about here, she and her husband. Because the, um, I, you will see at the end of this, um, I asked a friend uh, to, to do a song. Well, he's more, of a, more than a friend. He's the brother of my, it's too complicated. He's the brother of a, of a, of a relative. And, um, and, and so he did this song because I, he was a part of a quartet for many years. Uh, and, and this song, while I was working on this sermon, this song came to my mind, a couple of things. And um, uh, so I asked him to sing it, and he, and he sent it in Dropbox. Now, I don't know if you've dealt with Dropbox before, but uh, I, I'm 75 years old, and, and these modern fangled things of Dropbox and all that jazz uh, is difficult to deal with. And so Kinney, Kinney came and she, we, she figured out how to take over my computer, and then she figured out how to take this, this thing that they had sent me in Dropbox and get it here to the church. So I just want to say thank you to Kenny. And I want to say thank you to Jonathan for inviting me to come back and to preach and to be with you. I, I always just, I love being here. And I love being with you guys. Um, even though it's sparse here, I know many of you are online. And I, I just thank you for the opportunity. It's really, it's really wonderful for me. Uh, that you give me the opportunity to do this because right now, of all times, it's, uh, it's so helpful to look at the scriptures and really push myself to think about how they speak to us here right now in these days. So uh, the word that we're going to deal with this morning is the, is the word hope. And uh, I want us to think about this word. I, I love this little phrase from Desmond Tutu in South Africa. Uh, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. And, and that's, that's where, basically, if you hold on to that phrase this morning, 
that's what we're going to be talking about, that there is light despite all the darkness. We, we can see darkness and light at the same time. You can look like this picture. You can look down the road and you can see out of the darkness a, a light coming toward us. There's, you can see both, the light and, and the darkness. Um, so I went to Fuller Seminary for two years um, and then uh, got married uh, in between Fuller Seminary and I was transferring uh, to finish my work uh, in, in, at Princeton Seminary. And so my wife and I got married um, in the summer and then packed up our car in Southern California and drove across the country uh, and arrived in Princeton in time for me to take Hebrew. It took me, and I didn't take it. And, uh, but while I was taking Hebrew, I heard about this program that some wealthy person had decided that the, the students, Presbyterian students, uh, didn't know uh, their creeds. Now, we, we have, if you, I mean, I, you maybe not even know this. I, I wouldn't have known it unless I had happened to take this thing. Um, we have a book of creeds, and, and there, there are catechisms in it. And a catechism is, is, is a teaching tool. Catechism is question and answer, not like Jeopardy, but it's a teaching tool that, that teaches you about your Christian faith. And uh, so, I, I, so I, I heard that this, this benefactor had said that if you learn the creeds and take the exam and pass it, we'll give you $250. Well, I was a poor seminary student. I thought that was awesome. And uh, so I thought, well, okay. Um, I'll do it. And at the end of Hebrew, I had a little extra time. So I, I read through the creeds a couple times and went and took the test. And uh, I failed it. I didn't get my $250. But I did get the first two questions of two of the catechisms that have stayed with me my entire life. The first one, the shorter Westminster Catechism, the question is, what is the chief end of humankind? Yeah, you, yeah. So what is the chief end of humankind? Enjoy forever. And that, that idea of enjoying God has pressed into my life a lot. Because sometimes, sometimes Christianity gets so serious, especially us Presbyterians. We put it all up here in our minds. The idea of enjoying God forever isn't that a wonderful phrase? And the second one is the gift I want to give to you this morning. It's from the Heidelberg Catechism. Let's see if we can move this on. Um, no? No? Oh. Okay. It's, it's from the Heidelberg Catechism. And the Heidelberg Catechism was written in 1563. It was, it was implemented by Frederick III, uh, the mayor of Heidelberg. And he had influence over the University of Heidelberg. And he wanted the students at the University of Heidelberg to have a, a sense of, of, of underpinning for their faith. Um, I didn't know students at Heidelberg University or any university 
all of them have a, have a faith, but apparently Heidelberg in Germany at that time did. And so he wrote the Heidelberg Catechism. And the first question is my gift to you this morning of the Heidelberg Catechism. And, and the first question of the Heidelberg Catechism goes like this. What's our only hope in life and in death? Okay, what's our only hope in life and in death? That's the question. Okay, the answer. Somebody over here already knows it. You? What? Our only hope in life and death. You guys are good. I hear you. Way to go. We belong, we belong, not to ourselves, but we belong, body and soul, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That, that says the whole sermon right there. That's it, men and women. When we place our faith in Jesus Christ, as Peter says, we are born into a living hope in Jesus Christ. The one, the God who created the universe, loved us, died for us, and rose again victorious over death and the grave. So, what's our only hope in life and in death? Our only hope in life and in death is that we belong not to ourselves, but we belong body and soul to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not that God saves us out of this life, out of this body, but that we have these bodies that we live with that, that crumble around us at times, that we belong body and soul to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That has been an amazing gift to me through these years, and I, I'm grateful for the contest because it gave me that phrase. Now, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question about hope. When was the last time you hoped for something? What was it? What did you hope for? Did it come true? Did it come to fact? Did it come to reality? What's, what, what did you hope for? And on what basis, now here's the tricky part of hope, what basis did you base that hope on? Hope, hope is more than just a whimsical thing, like, especially in the New Testament, like, oh, I, I, I hope I passed the test, which I didn't. Oh, I hope that it cools off, or I hope that it rains tomorrow, or it's not a whimsical thing, this, this hope of the New Testament. What's our only hope in life and in death? Hope that has a reality base to it that holds on to something of permanence. So, don't you love this picture? I just, it just brings all kinds of memories back to my mind. Just like, you kind of, 
up to the top. And then all of a sudden, the whole bottom drops out, and here you go. And now look at that kid. Isn't that great? He's holding on to his mom's hand, and he's holding on to the security bar, the safety bar. Hope has to be anchored in something that is trustworthy. So the question would be, because hope, we belong to something that gives us hope. We all belong to something. So, so do you belong to your money? Do, do you belong to yourself and your own ego? What do you belong to? What controls you? What, what gives you the power to hope for something? This little kid, he sees the danger. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. Something secure to hold on to in the face of the bottom of life dropping down. And when we don't have that, We don't have much. We were, uh, my wife and I were about three months ago now, um, we're having breakfast in our little breakfast nook off our kitchen. And, and I heard the, the, the gate rattle. And, and my gate really doesn't work very well outside our house. And, and, uh, and, so, it, and so it's a nice security alarm. So when somebody goes into the backyard, I, I know it because it rattles. Maybe yours does too. And, uh, and sometimes I think I should get a stick. And I heard it rattling. And so I wondered what was going on. And um, uh, are these, are these, what in the world is going on here? Ah, there. Um, And uh, it's a good representation of her. I mean, I, you don't know her, but I do, and that's a good representation. It's not her. But she's cuter than that. My granddaughter is. Of, of course. Of course, she has to. And, uh, and so then she was looking through the window, and then she held up, then she held up a sign, because my wife was having some, some physical problems, and, and, uh, and the pandemic was, was just overflowing at that moment. And, uh, and they, held, they held up a sign that they had made, God's got this. And uh, we took that little handmade kids poster and we put it up in our living room, our family room, um, just to remind us that though we walk through this pandemic, though we walk through this time when, when, when it can become hopeless, no hope at all in anything, that to remind us that there is something to hold on to that is substantial and has proven itself through our lives that it works. And that's God himself. I love Peter's phrase. 
he says, we are born, when we come into Christ, we're born into this living hope. And Paul, in Romans, says this. He adds to the whole thing. He says, Paul says, may the God of hope, and I, I just love that title. He says, may, he says, Paul says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. You know it. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you may be a hope for others. And, um, and, I, and I think, yeah, that's it. God's, God's got this thing, and I need to hold on tight to who he is so that God, by my trust in him, by my faith in Christ, will fill me with joy and peace. But at times in this pandemic, in times of these chaotic racial times, in times of, of, of all that's going on in our country, sometimes it just feels overwhelming. And I have to remind myself over and over that God's got this, that God's in control, and that we don't belong to ourselves. And sometimes I think, See, I've got to do something about all this. And, and, that, and that may be true. That may be true. But the question is, my ultimate hope, my ultimate security, my ultimate victory is in Christ who, and this becomes so imperative. You know, as Christians, we hear about it at Easter time all the time, that Jesus Christ came and he died and he was buried and he rose again victorious over the grave. The world is a broken place. We, we know that pretty rightly right now, that it's a broken place. Things don't work the way they should. My dentist the other day, sitting in the chair, having him work on my teeth, and he says, Dan, you're a pastor. And I thought, uh-oh, here we go. He says, how come... How come God caused this pandemic? How come God caused this that the people that it affects the most are those who are in poverty or who have other conditions? Why did he let that happen? And, and, and I had to, you know, wait until he was kind of out of my mouth a little bit. Dr. Jung, it's not that God caused it. This is a broken world. God's in the process of redeeming it. God broke, God broke the power of sin and death when he rose from the grave. And that it is our job as we, as Paul says in Romans, as we allow the God of hope to fill us with joy and peace in order that we can be hopeful in the midst of the darkness, though I walk through the valley of the shadows, demon of death, I will fear no evil. I won't fear. Fear itself is gone. And so Jesus Christ comes and he gives us with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope and power by the power of the Holy Spirit.
Men and women, that, that right there is a gift for us to take away and live with. That we can live with that trust and hope in Jesus Christ that he's the God of all hope. So, I want to give you an assignment. Tomorrow, today, assignment for you is to find something that you're something in your life each day, not just one day, but each day, something that you're thankful for, and tell God that you're thankful for it. For as we give thanks in the midst of the darkness, the light of Christ shines through. All your anxiety for he cares for you. Mind each day as we say, God, here's my anxiety, and here's what I'm thankful for. Thank you, God. So because in the midst of the darkness, I don't know about you, but as I said, for me, at times it gets pretty heavy. And and, and in through this valley of shadows. We need to have the hope, a living hope, that we've been born to, that is Jesus Christ, that carries us because he cares for us. He died for us, and he rose again. And so I have a, a song uh, that we, through much uh, machinations, uh, bring to you. And, and he, this guy um, is a brother of a brother-in-law as I said, and he's uh, not young, so don't expect some young debonair singer, but, but Rolf sings well, and he sings this song, and while he sings it, I want you to listen to the words, but I also want you to think about something that God has done for you recently, and that you're thankful through this difficult time. Let's listen to the song together. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave blessed consolation that my trials only come to make me strong. Through it all, through it all, oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon God's word. I've been to lots of places and I've seen a lot of faces. There have been times I felt so all alone. But in my lonely hours, yes, those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know that I was his own. I thank God for the mountains, and I thank him for the valleys. 
I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that he could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all, through it all, oh, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon God's word. Oh, I've learned to depend upon God's word. So if after the service is over, if any of you want prayer uh, for uh, any area of your life that you uh, are struggling with, uh, that you want the joy and peace of Christ to fill you, as Paul prayed for the people at Rome, um, I'll be up here, and uh, maybe one of the other elders can come up and join me. So we'll be up here afterwards uh, for a time of prayer.